following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Thursday presented by Dorn Mayhew on the Huge Show across Michigan, one of the world's top accounting CPA business firms. Each and every Thursday, Lomas Brown, the former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, joins us courtesy of Josh Garvey and his team at the Dorn Mayhew GR office. We'll talk about the end of that game in Dallas, its effect on this team moving forward, and also what about the regular season finale this weekend against the Vikings. Now, if you have a Lions or NFC North NFL question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. And let's welcome in Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew in their GR office. And so, Josh, where were you last Saturday night when the Lions lined up first time and decided to go for two to try and ice the game? At home with my kids watching the game. Um, your enthusiasm is dripping through the microphone. <laughs> it is. It sure is. Um, if you can't you're you're my, almost speechless on what to say, right? Uh, yeah, if you, can't sense, if you can't sense the anger and disappointment uh, in our league right now, uh, I don't know how else to say it. But, yeah, I was at home watching the game with the kids. And um, needless to say, very, very frustrating end to that football game. Lomas, you're in the booth there in Dallas uh, with Dan Miller and the crew, TJ Dunn on the sidelines. Your first thought when they decided to line up to go for two and then when you saw the laundry, the yellow flag on the field and the call. So so I have to be honest with you, I missed all that. I, I missed it all coming down because I have post-game commitment. Uh, I leave two minutes left in the box and – I'm trying to get down in Irvin, uh, Irvin Stadium, AT&T Stadium, and there's people everywhere. I did see something on the monitor where I seen Teller Decker catch the ball, but I couldn't hear anything, and I thought the game was over with. People were cheering, and but then the next thing I know, it wasn't over with. So by the time I got down to the field, everything was over with. But I was filled in on the controversy. And, of course, since then, I've seen it and had my comments about it. And my biggest takeaway, Bill, is even if you put the Lions aside, it's just what they're taking from this community and taking from the state of Michigan, meaning the revenue that they've taken out of our pocket. Because, I mean, the ability to host a playoff game home and that pretty much was taken away from you from being able to host possibly two of them here. And, you know, even the possibility of even getting the number one seed was up until all that debacle happened. So I felt like we were robbed here, you know, and what that could have brought to our economy and what that could have brought to the city of Detroit, you know, if we'd have had that playoff game. So you've been an NFL offensive lineman in college. Uh, when you report, what what was the process for you, not at, at the high school or college level, I'm talking NFL now, when you were playing, what were you told by coaches and officials on how to report 
uh, to be an eligible receiver? Basically, you run up to the, you go up to the official, which uh, that's what Taylor Decker did, and you basically you pretty much just swipe down on your uniform, or you'll just tell them eligible, and they'll just see the number. And normally back then, they see the number, they call the number, they say that number seventy, number sixty-eight, whoever is eligible, and it's a simple process, and that's what Taylor did. He went right over to the officials every one scene. And he declared himself as an eligible receiver. And I looked it up, and I have the rules, numbers, section, and everything. I got it in my notes. I just can't recall it right now. But they said in the rules, it's not a limit to how many players can can declare eligible. It's nothing in the rule book saying that it's only one person that has to come up and declare eligible. It's nothing that says that. So, Again, something that the officials dropped, something that the NFL dropped that cost us a lot. Lomas, well, uh, and you mentioned announce it. And again, I was at uh, Preston's Bar in Grand Ledge in the Lansing area with a huge show watch party, so I couldn't hear everything. But I've, I've, in all the replays, right immediately after that game, I've never heard the official turn on his mic and say what they do all the time. Uh, number, you know, any number, number 55 is eligible. That's what they normally do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, he did what, what normally the officials do is they walk towards the defense and let them know. That's what they do. That's what the official did. Taylor walked up. Once he walked up and declared, the official you see started heading towards the line of scrimmage because there they go and they basically – you know, tell the defense, too, that number 70, number 68, whatever number, number 75, is eligible. And that's what should have happened. It's a simple process, just like the coin toss. Remember that? That went against the Lions. Remember that year? Uh, the Jerome Bettis calling the coin toss. Just, just all kind of things that you think is a process and should be simple. A lot of times, they get messed up. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Dorn Mayhew, their GR office. So you're watching it with your kids. Uh, they're explaining it. You're hearing uh, their on-site official. And uh, I love Troy Aikman trying to be neutral uh, when he's a former Dallas <laughs> Cowboy. That was, I watched on that on my DVR, and it was like somebody testifying against their brother in court. Well, you know, they're drinking water, going, hey. Uh, your your thought uh, on being a huge fan of the Lions, the NFL, the process that they showed, it looked like he checked all the boxes, he being Decker. I think so, too. And I looking at the rules and, 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 and reading up on it afterwards, too, certainly not on the field like Lomas uh, was all those years, but from a fan's perspective and somebody that understands the game of football very well, it sure seemed like Decker – went to the official, brushed the jersey, made eye contact with the official. It sure seemed like the official was looking in somewhat of his direction to recognize the fact that he was an eligible player downfield. So very, very... And then and then Allen, the official, ran towards the defensive line, the defensive captain, whoever he, he talks to, and he, he said... But I think what he did is Allen got confused. This is how I break it down, and nobody will just admit a mistake. He saw Skipper coming on... Saw Decker brush it, got confused on the numbers. And, and this goes back, Lomas, to what I said should have happened. 
why the officials never huddled and said, okay, what was said? What was said? Who reported? Uh, He wasn't covered because the receiver has stepped back. That was one of the immediate conspiracy theories uh, right there. Uh, So huddle and talk about it. And the way Allen just waved off the players, waved off Campbell. You know, when you watch the replay, there's another official standing next to Allen, and he has that look of like, uh, uh, this isn't this isn't the way it should have gone. It's the end of the game. They could have huddled. They, you know, what about review? What what about going back to the video and having somebody the same way they review a a juggle ball for forty minutes, Lomas, just yeah, to review I mean, it? You're right. I mean, everything you said is right. I mean, you you were, and they had conferred about other things throughout that game. It was other calls that they got together on and stuff, and they got together as a group, and they either picked it up or waved it off or whatever. So that would have been a simple process that they should have at least done. So, yeah, absolutely. They dropped the ball. The NFL's dropped the ball. Now they have another problem. Just, again, use just like they created the process. You see how fast they came out with this, uh, talking about, you know, what you can't do. You know, the Calvin Johnson catch. It's just, you know, it's just a lot of things that go against the Lions, and it's just not fair. And then the only thing the NFL can tell you is that we're sorry we made a mistake. But again, like I told you earlier, look at the millions of dollars of impact that mm. can have in our economy. Think about that, that we've lost. But the NFL doesn't think about that, you know. And then the slap us in the face put out a video then to let this guy do this um let him do the next national game. Jeez. I mean, that's that 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 that's just crazy to me. I, I said it yesterday in my opening huge opinion, and Josh, I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with me, that I think the NFL in a WWE way loves the drama all week. And that's why they threw that same crew back on national TV. They love this drama all over the social networks, all over sports TV. They want it. And that's the balance between credibility and being a joke. Would you agree, Josh, that the NFL lets this stuff go? Just like the Brady Gate, where it went almost to the Supreme Court. Deflate Gate, it was, not Brady Gate. Brady Gate's about his, you know, 19 women in his life, but we can't go into that right now. (laughs) (laughs) But do you agree that Goodell, in a sinister type way, likes this drama? It sure seems that way. Uh, It it sure does. It's 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 free marketing, free publicity. Um, Whether there's whether there's a scandal or not on the field that occurred, Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, he probably does. But that that to me is just. Overall, very weak leadership of a large organization. Uh, sorry, but very, very weak leadership from uh, the commissioner of the NFL, in my opinion, to not step up and make a decision to do the right thing for the sake of the game, for the sake of the Detroit Lions, the fans, the city, uh, and the impact that that game now has. And sad. It's overall just very, very sad and very poor leadership, in my opinion. And then Philly turns around and loses the next day to Arizona at home. Uh, you're looking at the Cowboys. They haven't played well their last three weeks. They should have lost to the Lions, and that would have been three in a row. San Francisco wasn't spectacular against Washington. I don't know if they're healthy. It it was really setting up that if they get that W. Lomas, as you said, they could have been in a position 
beating Minnesota this weekend to wait and see if San Francisco loses and the road to Vegas would have been through Detroit. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Think about that. I know. I am thinking about that. I'm ready to throw up. That's what I'm saying. And and think, we're hosting the draft here. See, I can't Mm. get – I'm thinking all outside the game. I'm sorry. My mind is just all outside the game, uh, how this is just affecting us. We're hosting the draft this year. I mean, it's just so many things that this was lined up for Detroit to just reap the benefits of. And they went out and they earned it. And that's the thing as an ex-player, that's the thing that really irks you and stuff is that you went out there for 60 minutes, 60 minutes, and you earned that victory and it was taken away from you. That's what stings. That's what kind of calls at you the most. That's the kind of the part that is really hard to let go as an ex-player. Because you went out there, you sweated, you laid blood out, you probably got hurt out there, you know, for that game and for that to get taken away from you the way it got taken away from you. It's just hard to swallow. You got to swallow it, but it's hard to swallow it. All right, guys, final thoughts on the weekend. Uh, it was surprising to watch him go for two, three times, which I was reading into it that he was going to rest a lot of his guys this week, and he really didn't. He he wanted that more than he wanted home field advantage. And guys like CJ and Houston coming back and give them another week of practice. But now he's going to play a starter, so I I really don't understand the going for two at the end of it three times in a row. But – Let's focus yeah. on Minnesota this week and Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Doran Mayhew's GR office. Uh, what do you expect to see against the Vikings? I think they're going to beat the Vikings at home to close out the year. I think he'll give the starters some reps just to get, get some work in, uh, not take too much time off. I do think they're going to beat Minnesota at home. And and last comment I have, Huge, in, in Lomas is this team has won some big games on the road this year. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Okay, so. uh, that's General uh, Josh Garvey. It is uh, <laughs> addressing the troops <laughs> with his uh, uh, with his motivational speech of the day that happens every Thursday, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting <laughs> CPA and business firms. Take notes. Yeah, thank you. Wow, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start every Thursday with that speech. <laughs> you messing with Josh, but I'm kind of with Josh. I, I want them to beat them down. I want them to. I want them to hang forty on Minnesota. I'm serious. I want them to go in there with the mindset of just hanging forty on them, just taking their frustrations out of them. I, I do. I want them to beat them down. I don't want it to be a question. I don't care who's playing. It don't matter how much the starters play. I just even the coaching mindset. I want that. To go for the throat, man. I want that because I'm I'm mad, man. Because of what they did to us, I'm still mad. I'm out to calm down before I get on the mic next week and start announcing. <laughs> so they don't hit the angry side of Lomas Brown. Angry? They're gonna have the dump button with like you know looking like they're on Jeopardy with Lomas. <laughs> Here, here's one thing about in the thinking process that when hey you you had the gusto, you're going for the win, but then when it settled down. You want to go get a quality game in so that Dallas game isn't lingering when you start the playoffs. Right, Lomas? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You want to go in there. That's why I say if you can hang 40 
up on them, you want to do it. You know, because that means you're executing at a high level. That means your defense has gotten multiple turnovers. That means something that's going great in the area, you know, that you needed to go great in so you can establish this big lead. And I also like to say congratulations to our Pro Bowlers. Well deserved. I thank the guys that got there, some of the alternates. Hopefully those guys will get there. And well deserved to Aaron Glenn getting defensive coach of the year. You know, so that was just a great accomplishment, man. And we got more things to go, more things to get. All right, quickly, I got about 30 seconds. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Dorn Mayhew's GR office. Final score, Lions, Vikings. Final score, 31-13. Lions, right? Lions. Okay, I was going to say, after that speech, it had to be the Lions. <laughs> That's my general speech, yeah, thank 31-13. You. Uh, general, general Garvey, he'll be addressing the troops momentarily on... Uh, the news network. Um, uh, your prediction? I got about fifteen seconds, Lomas. Who wins? Yeah, yeah. Final score. We're gonna put thirty up on them. We'll put thirty up on them. I don't think they're gonna get much. So I'm with General Garvey over there. <laughs> General Garvey. All right. I, I'd say like thirty-one, fourteen, something like that. All right, my man. Next week we're talking playoff football on a Thursday, presented by Doran May. Who enjoy the game this weekend, my man? Take care, guys. All right, that's Lomas Round, former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, presented each Thursday by Dorn Mayhew. Their world headquarters are in Troy, one of the countries and one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. And Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder and joins us on Thursdays for the Dorn Mayhew GR office. Josh, enjoy the weekend, the game, and we are talking playoffs next week. Thank you. From Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. And so we have finally arrived. After what was arguably the best pairing of games the four-team college football playoff has seen to date, we arrived with two. The number one ranked Michigan Wolverines after their 27-20 victory in the Rose Bowl over number four Alabama and the second ranked Washington Huskies who took home the Sugar Bowl with a 37-30 win over number three Texas. A thrilling New Year's Day that will culminate in the national championship game on Monday night in Houston with number one versus number two. But no matter how that game plays out, what we're not going to do is move the goalposts and start with the Vegas would favor Georgia over dot dot dot. It doesn't matter. The committee got it wrong in the first place, leaving out the undefeated ACC champion Florida State. These are the four they selected, and this is it. So let's enjoy it. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan Thursday, 5 p.m. edition. Five is the key number. Trey Connor, uh, he is the VP for the Grand Rapids Gold. Denver Nuggets G League team. They play in downtown Grand Rapids. World champion Denver Nuggets G League team. And tickets are becoming a hot property. There is a great buzz about the gold and what they're doing. Their game night presentation and game day presentations are fantastic. And Trey uh, joins us in studio. How you doing, my man? Real good. Always a pleasure to be here. I'll get your thoughts on Michigan. I know you're a big Wolverine fan. I know. I was just uh, reminiscing about you last year. You're uh Call the fame. Oh, you mean the audio open on 
the college football playoff semifinal versus TCU. Superfly, don't laugh. He brought it up. I'm not bringing it up. How can I forget? When my voice was like the first voice heard, like, you know, on the college football playoff, and I'm getting all these texts, and I remember I was at the Brands on Leonard, and I couldn't hear the audio, and then I heard it the next day, and I'm like, damn, man. Gone nationwide. <laughs> then Trey brought it back up. He said, what about a flashback Thursday? And I said, okay, yeah, because it's the 5 p.m. hour. <laughs> and Superfly let me know it was the 5 p.m. hour. All right, Grand Rapids Gold, uh, the thing I love this year, you guys have really ramped up the promotions, the specials, a couple of big days coming up for the Gold. Yeah, no, we're excited. Uh, going into year two with Van Andel, um, I think our staff is now a little bit more experienced. We've got a little bit more buzz. Uh, but, yeah, you touched it on the head, um, you know, uh, Fridays, uh, January 5th, we have $2 beers, $2 dogs, which is going to be a big night for us. Uh, January 7th. Uh, which is, is Sunday. Sunday, yep. We have a, a Star Wars night. And uh, the special there, you can get four tickets, a $20 food voucher for 50 bucks to come to the game. And, and you can dress up as Star Wars. Star Wars, uh, 2,500 people. Uh, you got all the characters. What, what do the first 2,500 get? A uh, lightsaber. Oh, that, that, yeah. no one's done that before. Yeah, we got 30-plus characters coming. 30-30 <laughs> of the Star Wars characters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can take your photos, and yep. they'll be roaming uh, throughout the arena, right? Yep, absolutely. So, But if with the family four-pack special that happens for every Sunday home game with the Grand Rapids Gold, you have four tickets, $20 concession voucher for just 50 bucks total. Yeah, just 50 bucks. So, man, that's like, uh, with the $20 concession... It's like, what is that, like seven fifty a ticket? Seven right? fifty a ticket Sunday. And Star Wars. Sunday you can park downtown for free. I mean, what else can I, you know? Park downtown for free. You can come on the eve of Michigan and Washington <laughs> and the college football playoff on Monday night. And the gold, I, I was courtside with my son Legend and his buddy Sawyer a few weeks back. Uh, I, I like the talent that the Nuggets this year, uh, that they've dropped down when needed. Uh, for the Grand Rapids Gold from Denver. Yeah, I think the, it's as recent uh, last couple of weeks. You see Colin Gillespie. Uh, that the, that dude is a baller. Yeah, from Villanova with uh, national championships. Come and see in them. Uh, three or four other players. Um, the Hunter Tyson, I like his game. Hunter Tyson's really is he a Clemson com- guy. Yeah, coming yeah. together. Uh, Jay Huff, he uh, dropped thirty-two last night. So is a Penn State guy too in the rotation? Yeah, yeah, he's the Jamarco uh, Pickett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, so, so yeah, I, I tell you, man, I I like the talent. Gillespie is is a dude that would be up playing nightly in the association if he wasn't behind so much great talent with Denver and the Nuggets being the defending world champions. Oh, absolutely. Just a baller. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, this weekend, uh, Friday and Sunday, we play the Orlando Magic team uh, where you'll see Mac McClung, uh, the NBA uh, 2023 uh, NBA uh, dunk contest champion. Wow, and you got the Orlando Magic connection here with the, the DeVos family, so that would be interesting, right? Yep, absolutely. With them owning the Orlando Magic, and then they got their G League team here, and uh, the promotions and everything. Uh, what's been the feedback uh, from the fans in West Michigan and across the state who have come to downtown Grand Rapids to watch the Grand Rapids go? Uh, all positive. I think that you know, once we get people in the doors and they get to experience it and see what it, the product is, um, that's that's really our name of the game right now. And it's just getting people there and, and experiencing it. Uh, from there, it's you know that's where we get repeat fans. So you know, I would just strongly recommend and suggest to anybody, uh, you know, just come check us out. These next two games this weekend will be big for us uh, with the the food special and the the theme night with Star Wars.
Yeah, so $2 beers, $2 dogs, Friday night, right? Yeah. So, and that's 6 p.m. until halftime? Uh, end of halftime. End of halftime. Yeah, so you're good. Man, hello. <laughs> hello, Steve Jabara hotline. Nick Lipinski hotline. Let's extend it through halftime and get the people feeling good about the go. Yeah, yeah. I like that, man. I like Nick, too. He's a good man. Oh, yeah, he's great. Is he one of the co-owners, right? Yeah, no. Great. I saw him on Eric Zane's podcast, man. Yeah, he's blowing up. I'm, I'm like, Nick, 2024 is election year. <laughs> yeah, he's... Man, you're the VP. Oh, I, I think Nick is looking for a president. Yeah, he never stops. He's Man, a, that, he's that a, dude he's like, the motivator. I'm, I'm kind of like, should I be looking over my shoulder right now? <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's going to be uh, Nick weekdays at three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, is he coming? Yeah. So, he, but he cares. No, the man never sleeps. Well, he doesn't. I, yeah. I, I think he's really not even a vampire. Yeah. I think he's a zombie. Yeah. He, between his golf courses, Alpine Golf Course, North Kent, and also Arrowhead over in Carroll. Yep. For our listeners on Sports Extra 1330 out of Flint. And just a lot of passion. You know, yourself, Jabara, Steve Jabara, one of uh, the owners, and also Nick Lipinski, just people who care, man. And, you know, you you, you have to pay your dues because you kind of rebranded the franchise with the Denver Nuggets connection. Uh, you're back in downtown Grand Rapids. And then the people start seeing the product. Like I said, when I went a couple weeks ago, and my son and his buddy, who are juniors in high school, both were talking about how cool it was, but you had talent. You had guys that looked like they were knocking on the door uh, in terms of the NBA, and that's the whole point of the G League. Yeah, no, I mean, you think look at Colin Galepsi. Uh, you know, his resume is is you know unmatched to to many. Right, he would start on maybe or get a lot of playing time on any NBA team. So. You know, just right now in the rotation, he's he wouldn't maybe see a lot of uh, minutes with the Nuggets, so he's down with us, getting developed, and so when his time does come with the Nuggets, he'll be ready, and you really see that uh, night in, night out with us at the goal. Yeah, you do. Uh, so two dollar beers, two dollar dogs, Friday night in downtown Grand Rapids with uh, the gold, six p.m. until the end yeah. of halftime, and then the family four pack on Sunday. I know you got the Lions playing, but it's a game that doesn't mean anything, and. Four tickets, $20 concessions voucher for just $50 total. Yep, yeah. And then Star Wars, the kids can dress up in their Star Wars characters. You get probably more adults than kids because of the Star Wars era, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's anybody and everybody, I think. And the first 2,500 people get, uh, is it a gold saber? Uh, just the different colors, blue, See, how red. how do you not do gold? I don't, you know. Yeah, we we, we got to have a marketing discussion. We <laughs> yeah. got to call Jabara and Lipinski. Yeah, hindsight. 2020. That should be a gold saver. You're, you're the gold. <laughs> yeah, next year. You're not the Blues. You're not the Grand Rapids Reds. You're not the Mauve. You're the gold. It should be a gold saber. Yeah, uh, next year we got you. I uh, no, you're like <laughs> Trey. And by the way, Trey Connor, VP with the Grand Rapids Gold, joining us in studio. He just gave me a look like. Dude, why are you calling me out on air? <laughs> it's a free saber for 2,500 people. I don't even know if they make a gold one. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca would have looked better with gold with all the brown fur. He would have looked good with a gold saber. Yeah. <laughs> he would have. It would have fit. Even uh, Han Solo had like the leather brown vest. The gold would have been more conducive to the outfit. Right. Yeah. yeah well, we, well, like I said, we'll, You're be, me, like, we'll be ready. Looks, we'll be ready for right? next year. No, we're ready for next year. You're like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Have I thought about dropping Bill before? Yeah, probably two or three times. But I got. I'm a VP of the Grand Rapids Gold. No, I just think it would would have been an idea, and I didn't mean to totally derail the marketing team at the Grand Rapids Gold. <laughs> no, you're good. All right. So Star Wars on Sunday, family four pack, twenty dollar concessions voucher, downtown GR. 
50 bucks, and then $2 beers, $2 dogs, 6 p.m. until halftime on Friday. Uh, where is the G League from a year ago? Just for you're a hoops fan, yeah. uh, you're a sports fan. Where has the G League improved that has in turn helped the Grand Rapids go? I, I think just in the overall awareness. You know, I think when we started back in 2014 and when it was the D League, not a lot of people knew about it. Nobody knew the development. But when you have so much uh, back and forth uh, with all these guys and, and seeing some of the Nuggets guys that was with the with the Grams goal last year, uh, you know, win the NBA championship, I think just the overall brand awareness of the G League's presence has, has really been big in the last few years. Yeah, I think the talent, to me, the talent pool that I've seen from some G League games on TV and the gold has really gone up. And I think the league knew that. Yeah. Because people, if you're an NBA fan, whether you watch Nuggets on TV or you watch the Pistons, who, uh, what would they give up last night? 190? 154. Oh, gosh. He's played no defense. Yeah. And I know you guys were connected to them with the drive, which is now the Motor City Cruise in downtown Detroit. But I, I get the NBA, and the Nuggets are a high-scoring team, but you, you have to play some defense at some point to win basketball games. Yeah. Unless you're just on fire and unconscious, right? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a game go 154 to 148. Granted, it went to overtime, but still. Well, they, but they've had a lot of those games. After they uh, ended the streak against Toronto, they turn around and I think then Houston score like 140 on them. Or yeah, I think that, yeah, just I think, no defense. Yeah, the league. Monty uh, Williams, I, I, you know, and what do you do if you're Monty? You get a bench, guys, you're, you're losing. Right? Yeah. What do you do? It's a it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, especially first year, you know, still trying to figure things out. I just established. You know, and and they got they got off to a lead again. A lot of those games, they've had leads, and you know what that tells me? And and we I watched it last year with the gold. When you don't have quality depth Mm -hmm. and you have good starters, when you have to go to your bench rotation, if the other team's bench is better, you're you're screwed. You are. That's where teams all of a sudden that's a quick nine, quick ten. Yeah, I saw that last night with uh, right right after halftime. It was like boom. There's a quick ten for Utah. So we'll see, man. You know, but I, I think people appreciate good basketball. And my point was that the G League and the Nuggets by increasing the talent level with the Grand Rapids Gold, I think that will lead to better attendance. You guys have the best specials. You really do promotions, everything. Family, the $2 dogs, $2 beers, Friday night and Thursday night when you have your college night home games, right? Yep, yeah, Thursdays and Friday are $2 beers, $2 dogs. And what's the college night promotion you guys do? I saw on your Facebook page. Uh, that was just something we had in uh, December. That oh, we had one night for yeah, college just night? Kinda, yeah, just kind of. Yeah, like when, when kids were home from yeah, college. Yep. Yeah, you did like a $5 ticket. That was cool. Yeah, yep. That was awesome. Trey Connor is the VP, man. He walks around. He just showed me his necklace that flashes V, then P. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Good man. VP of the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League team. They play in downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, Follow the Gold, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, Solid product. Great team to watch. Gillespie alone is worth seeing. Maybe even if I saw him, he was signing autographs. Uh, was it last night or something or the other night? Yeah, Tuesday or, or last night. Yeah, one of yeah, the he nights, was yeah. he was yeah, one of the nights I saw on Facebook. I, he's a dude you're going to remember that. Yeah, that's the best part about the G League. Oh yeah, because or, or any minor league team in any sport that you remember seeing that player when they were still not 
in the big leagues. Yeah, and it's only a matter of time until he gets back up there. It is. He, he is. He's, he's a ball. He's an NBA player. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so he, alone. He's entertaining to watch. So. Uh, Trey, enjoy the weekend. Big yeah. one. $2 dogs, $2 beers, Friday night, 6 p.m. until the end of halftime. That's called the Jabara Lipinski effect. <laughs> yeah. And then Sunday is Star Wars night. Superfly's thinking about dressing up as Chewbacca and showing up at the game. So you can do that if you're an adult without a life. Uh, show up. First 2,500 people get a saber. Yep. It won't be a gold saber, but it's blue, <laughs> yeah. red, whatever, whatever the colors mean in the Star Wars trilogy. I don't know. I just don't know, but that's a big, that's a big day yeah. on Sunday. Four tickets, twenty dollars concessions voucher. It only cost you fifty bucks for the entire family. Uh, get your tickets uh, at Andal Arena box office, uh, yeah. Grand Rapids Gold. Uh, Google that, and you'll get all the info and everything. Yep, absolutely. Big big weekend. All right. Speaking of big weekends, Monday officially isn't part of the weekend. You're a Michigan fan. What's going to happen Monday night in Houston with the Wolverines and the Huskies? Oh, I don't think that, you know, getting by Alabama, it's like you, you got to be a believer now. You know, I think, you know, uh, going into Bama, yeah, yeah, you, you're hopeful. Uh, but, you, you know, in the back of your mind, you've seen Alabama, what they've done in bowl games for so long, and you don't know what to expect. You, you want your team to win it because you've been there three times in the, the college football playoffs. And, and came up short to get that win and, and not to be optimistic going into Monday would, would be crazy. So I think, you know, we kind of talked about talk about it a little earlier, but uh, secondary, a little containment, uh, the quarterback there, over there, another team. Panics, it, Michael yeah. Panics Jr., yeah. best yeah. quarterback in college football this year, and they don't win the Heisman, go figure that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I there's no, I, I'm a believer. I think this is the year uh, since 97. We'll be, we'll be national champs come Monday. National champs, man. Yeah. Trey Connor, the VP. Yeah. Hello. Hello, uh, <laughs> Mr. Connor. It's Steve Jabara. It's Nick Lipinski. Can we talk to you about Gold Sabres next year? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man, uh, good It's on to a to-do list for sure. Yeah, great yeah, weekend yeah. for you with yeah. the Gold at home in downtown Grand Rapids Friday night, $2 beers, $2 dogs, 6 p.m. until the end of halftime, and then Star Wars Sunday, first 2,500 fans get a free Saber and... Family four pack four tickets twenty dollars concession voucher for fifty bucks. Uh, get your tickets now. Thank you, Trey Connor. Yeah, appreciate it. Everything huge twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this: a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. I think Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, is standing by for the Motor City. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. I have to tell you something, man. And I, you know, I've been in the business a long time doing play-by-play uh, talk shows the last 32 years. But what the Lions are doing with your game calls and the way they're feeding them out 
after the game with the video of you Lomas and the crew up in the booth. Uh, it is so well done. You are the ultimate play-by-play guy, and your enthusiasm for the Lions is real, and I can hear it from the heart. Well, I appreciate that, and, and we have a great crew uh, on Sundays and Saturdays and Thursdays. They've been all of them this year, and Mondays, um, and blessed to do what we do, but I will tell you, they're, they take it from there, and the Lions media crew and uh, One Pride Productions, I don't think there's anybody better. They're just incredible at what they do, so they can... They can really doctor some things up, make it look great, and, and put the videos together. And, and I, I am in awe of those guys and what they do. I, but I appreciate it. We're only part of the equation, though. Yeah. Do you think that One Pride Productions could doctor up the video from uh, uh, Taylor Decker checking in as uh, tackle eligible on Saturday? I, I'm trying to think. I know Joyce was the perfect game with Galarraga, but that didn't have the implications that taking that win away from the Lions uh, will have in terms of playoff seeding. Maybe you get to two, outside shot at one. But just for the NFL to have an epic game like that that felt like a playoff game start to finish, to have more of that garbage at the end, it just needs to stop. It does. Well, you don't. I mean, look, you never want those things, but it's even more embarrassing when it happens on a national stage. And, and unfortunately, this officiating crew has been in the middle of a couple of them about this scantling between Kansas City and Green Bay. And then this one. And look, you just don't want – you never want it. But it's even worse when it's right out, out there and it's the only game on. But, you know, it's uh, – I, maybe somebody has the audio and that's going to pop up at some point. That would certainly be interesting to hear. But uh, for the here and now, um, you know, you, you got to get ready to play the Vikings and whoever walks in here after that. Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. I tried to find positives from that game, and there were a lot that this team looked playoff ready. Uh, start to finish on the road nobody played the Cowboys as tough as the Lions did in prime time and it was a big game for the Cowboys because they're fighting for the NFC East title with Philly and then Philly turns around and loses uh, to the Cardinals at home I I love that Uh, I love some of the throws Goff made because uh, outside of this Minnesota game which we'll get to in a moment you get to the playoffs man they got to bring it uh, every snap yeah, I do. And look, they had I think they had opportunities to do more in the first half. If they had four possessions in Dallas territory and only had three points, um, you got to finish off those in, in, a, in a playoff game. You got to find a way to get some points on the board and in particular to get into the end zone. Uh, but I think, you know, what they showed on that last drive, what Goff showed, his ability to just cut it loose and march him right down the field. The only incomplete pass should have been pass interference. Um, but. Uh, that I think you take away from the defense. Look, they're, they're, they've run the gauntlet here with some of these receivers they've had to face lately, and uh, they've, they've given up some big yards and some big plays, and I think that's something that you have to be a little bit concerned about going into a potential playoff matchup with whomever you end up getting. But, you know, it, it, and when all is said and done, too, they were able to hold Dallas to a field goal when Dallas took over in uh, great field position in that, that final couple minutes there um and getting hutch loose and seeing him getting several sacks three of them in the game was huge uh hopefully that's a springboard for him to to finish at the quarterback more often now and 
uh, continue to do the job that he's been doing with just a little bit more, which is getting the quarterback on the ground. So, yeah, I agree. I think there, there's some good things happening. I think there's there's some concerns uh, with that defense and, and their ability to you know get people off the field on and not give up chunk passing plays. But, um, look, they battled. The Cowboys averaged 40 points a game at home going into that game, and the Lions held them down, had a chance to win, and, and certainly were right there um, with all the controversy uh, in position to do that. You've seen, uh, obviously, being the voice of the Lions every game. Plus, you've watched, you know, either live or highlights from other teams. Where, where would you put the Lions right now uh, when you look at the best in the NFL? At, at what number? Because Baltimore is the best. Uh, I think we both can yeah. agree on that. What yeah. they've done to the Dolphins, what they you know did the Lions, what they did uh, at San Francisco. Uh, they're a clear-cut number one. When you start to look at two, three, four, and five, I guess you would slide the Niners in there at two. And I have the Lions right there in that group of five or six as the best in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And and I think, you know, I, I don't know that we look at the Niners as uh, big of favorites maybe as we would have uh, five weeks ago. Um, they've looked vulnerable at times. So I think there's – you know, some of their invincibility has worn off. I, I do agree. I think Baltimore right now looks like the unquestioned number one. And uh, maybe some of this will come down to where you have to play a game and uh, you have to go on the road. But, you know, every time we think that, somebody comes up with a big win on the road. So I would agree. Look, I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's any team that you would throw them out there with that you don't feel like they have a chance to go toe-to-toe with. This game last Saturday night was a great example of that, just based on the way that the Cowboys have played at home and, and all the things that they had done and winning 15 in a row going into that game. And I think that, you know, as much as that game left them with an empty feeling, I think it should also make you feel that you can play with anybody. And that's a good team with difference makers on defense that that, that the Lions did a great job against. So uh, I, I would agree with you. I think it's probably Baltimore, then it's probably San Francisco, and then it's probably a, a group of teams that all feel like they would have a real strong uh, case to be made to, to be the number three team. And if you're number three, as Dan Campbell says, just get in the tournament and anything can happen because our rankings don't matter. It's what these teams do on on that playoff game that day. And, and you know, do, do you have a better day than the team across from you because it's all so close? You know, the storylines uh, for this team in season beginning uh, with the opening game at Kansas City to the first ever playoff game at Ford Field. And I'm looking at schedules, everybody, the way it's setting up with the final weekend coming up. It almost looks like a lock that the Rams and Matt Stafford are coming to Detroit to take on golf and Campbell and that crew. It's going to feel like the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big story. I mean, I would, I would say there, I think that's kind of fluid. Because, look, Green Bay's got to win and to get in. And the Rams and Niners are both playing backups. I mean, they're, they're playing backup quarterbacks, and I assume that means you're playing a lot of backups around the rest of the field. So I think that makes that game, I don't even know how you'd grade that when you don't know who's playing and it's a bunch of guys that don't normally play. If the Rams lose that game and the Packers win, the Packers are coming here. If the Lions don't move up, the Lions don't get all the things they need to happen to move the two. So uh, it looks like it's either the Rams or the Packers. But I, I, while right now it is the Rams, I don't think it's inconceivable at all that it could end up being the Packers. Now, your point, um, look, 
it's it's a massive storyline. It's it's Stafford coming back. It's Goff going up against the team that cast him aside. Uh, it will be a storyline to the point where it's nauseating, and it'll probably be a really long build-up to that game dealing with it. Um, but it's it's inescapable if, if that comes around that you know you have a guy that was a massive part of this franchise for the time that he was here, and a guy that took the Rams to the Super Bowl, and then you know very clearly and publicly kind of got cast aside because they felt they wanted to go in a different direction. So all those storylines, the Lions general manager, the Lions assistant general manager, all those things will be talked about uh, leading up to that game. There's, there's no doubt that would be uh, – let me say this, and we've talked about it. If it's the Lions and Rams, I can't imagine it's not either Saturday night or Monday night because they're going to want that thing in time somewhere. I agree. I was talking about that off air earlier with friends. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Humber Coffee Guest. I'm my man. Keep up the great work. Enjoy the Minnesota regular season finale, and here come the playoffs to Ford Field. Amen. Appreciate you. Can't wait. Thank you. Big. Bad. Huge.